Welcome to Audio Shelf. A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. Hello. And welcome to, to the podcast. Audio. What? I'm sorry? To, I don't know. What, what were you going to say? I was trying to sync up with you. Oh. And predict what you were going to say, but I predicted wrong. Did you say potty? <laughs> podcast oh. <laughs> I was like, welcome to the potty party oh party party oh. if i'm from boston boston so this episode we are very excited to talk about this book we're oh, very excited about every single book that we ever talk about my god this is a, this is an intense one though <laughs> this is so we want to send a huge thank you to hannah mary mckinnon for providing us with this audiobook number one yes she sent us this book as well as <laughs> her other book the neighbors oh i can't wait Oh, my God, girl. Oh, my God. It's going to be so good. And she also sent us a paperback version mm-hmm. of Her Secret Son. Mm-hmm. So, again, thank you, Hannah Mary, for sending us a copy of your books. We are so grateful for you. Yes. Thank you so, so much. And we do want to get you on the show one day for an interview. Mm-hmm. And we'll work that out in the details later. Yeah. So today we're going to be reviewing her book called Her Secret Son. By, of course, Hannah Mary McKinnon. And the narrator of this book, oh my God, my panties. My panties are on fire. Mm. His name is Alex Wyndham. And the publisher is Harlequin Audio. And the audiobook release date was May 28th, 2019. So, uh, hello. Very recent. That was like last two months. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. So the duration is nine hours and 47 minutes. And the genre is domestic thriller, family life, fiction. Keep those cat swabs out of my mouth. <laughs> Where did you get that one? <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get that genre? That genre came from my brain because okay. Josh was out there DNA swabbing everybody he came across. <laughs> oh, okay. <Gotcha. laughs> get those cat swabs out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> is that how you wrote it yes oh yes uh, yes it was latrice oh my god through through. yes <laughs> um so for the summary which we took from amazon we have a teaser spot for Mm-mm. how far would you go to protect the ones you love dot 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 when they may not be yours to protect mm. and then we jump into the actual synopsis When Josh's longtime partner, Grace, dies in a tragic accident, he is left with a mess of grief. Of grease? (laughs) It's grease lightning. (laughs) He is left with a mess of grief in full custody of her seven-year-old son, Logan. While not his biological father, Josh has been a dad to Logan in every way that counts. And with Grace gone, Logan needs him more than ever. Mm, Josh can be my daddy. (laughs) Wanting to do right by Logan, Josh begins the process of becoming his legal guardian, something that seems suddenly urgent, though Grace always brushed it off as an unnecessary formality. But now, as Josh struggles to find the paperwork associated with Logan's birth, he begins to wonder whether there was more troubling reasons for Grace's reluctance to make their family official. As he digs deeper into the past of the woman he loved, 
Josh soon finds that there are many dark secrets to uncover and that the truth about where Logan came from is much more sinister than he could have ever imagined. Oh my gosh. That was a dramatic AS summary. That's a synopsis right there. And I'm obsessed. Yes. Let's jump into Alex, please. Please. Can he jump into me? Okay. That is another restraining order. Um, He is amazing. Mm, he really is. Like, mm-hmm. legit. He performed the hell out of this audiobook. He was Josh through and through. He was Josh. He was Grace. He was little baby Logan. He was I- Ivan. Ivan? He was Lisa. <laughs> he was Lisa. He was, he was Emily. Ethel. He was Ev. He was Bill. He was literally everyone. He was everyone. Everyone had a different voice. He was every woman. He <laughs> was every woman. That's not at all how the Whitney Houston song goes. <laughs> no. Or Shaka no, Khan. It's not. Depending on when you listen. Gosh. Anyway, he was everybody. And he did so, so wonderfully at every single character. Everyone had a personality yes. attached to them. Mm-hmm. Every single one had something to hide that he put into their narration so well. Exactly. And I loved it because Josh, the main character, was British. Yes. And he was the only one with a British accent, which I'm pretty sure he's a British person. Josh or Alex? Alex. Yeah, I I believe so. I, I don't know. He was so good. I couldn't tell. Well, at the end. Okay. Okay. This is what blew my mind. At the end, when... um. If you ever listen to an Audible book or from a book from Audible or like from a different publisher, possibly they have the narrator introducing what the book is Mm -hmm. and what the title is and who it's by and blah, 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 blah. And then at the end, you have the same thing where they go over it again. Mm -hmm. This one, we like just finished up with Josh's like gruff voice. And then we hear this presentation has been brought to you by Alex I'm, oh, not doing, I'm not doing a British accent, but he had an accent. I noticed that. I and noticed that. It was a completely different voice than every single character he had done it, in this book. Exactly. And it's not often that we find a narrator who does a main character in a different voice than their own. Yeah. I mean, we had it with Lauren Ezzo mm-hmm. with The Last to See Me. Yes. But like, this was just, I was like, who is that man? Mm-hmm. And he had an accent. Yeah. So I assume that Alex is from across the pond across the pond yeah he allegedly the best way i can describe alex's narration oh God. is oh, fudge <laughs> i tweeted it already and i'm pretty sure he already knows because oh. i think hannah mary mckinnon has already told him about me oh no so the restraining order can be that much oh god but the way i would describe his voice is you know when you're going up one of those hills those tall hills and you get a little tingle in your bathing suit parts. Oh no. Well, yeah. his voice is like that tingle. Why are you going up a hill in a bathing suit? Don't you? No. <laughs> I'm just saying his voice gave me feelings down under. Like I was in Australia. He was British. I don't care. <laughs> he was miraculous his voice heals things what did he heal for you he healed my desires <laughs> healed my loneliness your loneliness yes what is eddie doing nothing <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding that was a joke but 
he was good. He was good to me. He Alex was great. Wyndham, Wyndham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's all I'm going to say about that narration. Yeah. He was phenomenal. The pausing was great. The just the expertise behind the um, producing of the audiobook was really, really wonderful. I really liked everything that happened during it. There was nice tones for each of the characters. The breathing was on point. It was just phenomenal. All the emotions were there. I could really feel this playing out like a movie. Yeah. And, you know, he has, he's an actor. He's been on TV's uh, HBO's Rome. Oh. And he was on BBC's. Oh, there was a, there was a show. I'm going to look it up right now. But okay. he's an actor. Oh. And he's a very good actor. Yeah. I mean, he has to be because he came into this book and he treated it like it was a movie script. Mm-hmm. And it really played out like a movie for me. Yeah. I mean, just listening to it. Uh, we also had the physical copy. So I think Brad like read along at the same time. But everything went so well together in part because Alex and Hannah work so well together. Hannah's words with Alex's narration. Just it's fireworks. I love mm. it. Oh, sorry. excuse me. That was sorry about that. You said fireworks. I did say fireworks. <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. So the show that he was in mm-hmm. was called and Hannah Mary McKinnon actually told me because she was like, Oh, by the way, he was in this show. And I was like, mm. and it was called in the line of beauty. Huh, I haven't heard of that one. And it was in BBC. Okay. And it was, it's supposed to, I think, I believe it's LGBT. Oh, it's an LGBT movie. Yeah. So I was just like, mm, he can get it. We'll have to see if we can find that one on Amazon. Yes, Amazon. Mm-hmm. Amazon. So did you get a clear picture of this in the same way that I did? Um, 100%. Yes. The town that Hannah Mary McKinnon oh. described. Oh, that town. I felt like I was living in it. I felt like, like I was there. Her descriptions were powerful. I, yes. And mm-hmm. I felt like I was with Josh on this journey mm-hmm. to find Logan's truth. Logan's truth. Because we don't get, want to give spoilers. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. No. So I think that, that to answer that question, yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. I was there. I could see it all. Yeah. And I think that Hannah has a gold mine on her hands with this town. Mm. Like you said it. Yeah. You said, I need many books with this town. Yes. This town, it was, it, there were so many people. And, and the best thing I like about this book were the characters because mm-hmm. they were all of the characters I hated. Yes. I despised them because they were all flawed. Of course, I liked Ivan. And of course, I liked Lisa and Josh because they were the main three good ones. Mm-hmm. But everyone else, you know, you can't really hate the kids, I guess. But every other adult, in this book, I was just like, they're so flawed. Mm-hmm. And why are you human? Mm-hmm. And here's Josh trying to get custody, official custody of this boy. Yeah. Who does he deserves the custody. And yet he has to go through all these hoops because of these people and these decisions that they've made. Yeah. Yeah. So, so powerful. At the end, it wraps up nicely. It does wrap up very nicely. And shocking, but nicely. Yes. And I, what was that word that I used earlier to describe this book to you? Bonkers. 
Oh, yes. This book was bonkers. It was. It was bonkers. The characters, the story, the plot came out of left field. Completely out of left field and in the best way possible. Like, seriously, it was just so good. You mentioned it on the book, too, where you thought that this was going to be a women's fiction. Yes. And I completely agree. I thought it was going to be a women's fiction. I thought it was going to be about this uh, woman trying to hide a son because we rarely read the descriptions or slash remember the descriptions like after we read them like oh, after yeah. we get the books in the mail um we don't really remember much of the descriptions so i thought that this was going to be from a female point of view and when we started picking up with josh i was completely shocked mm-hmm. that we were with this male the entire time that it wasn't a dual narration it was just from josh's point of view and we were getting his story so i feel like it's rare for us to actually listen to a book that is told by a male protagonist. I completely agree. The, I think the last one we did was, oh my God. I did, don't think. Is this our first male perspective? It that we can't. Least, it can't be the no, first one. No, because we, no. we had the detective ones. We had the detectives. We had the Michael Yuri or Jake Yuri. Uh-huh. We had the Crouch, Michael Crouch. We yeah. had, we have, we've had. Um, um, that one book, that one book with the dead people with the dies, they die in the future and they oh, are dead. Yes, they both end or they both die in the end. They both die in the end. <laughs> so we have had male per- perspectives. Yes. But this was different because number one, it's a straight male. Yes. And number two, it was a woman writing a full male perspective. That's so there interesting. Was, there was never a there's there's no dual narration in this no. book. It is mm-hmm. all through Josh. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really awesome that Hannah Mary McKinnon can write that perspective. Yeah. And it's definitely something to speak to of about her ability to be a writer. Yes. Yeah. She's very, it's very gripping. She gets the the feelings and emotions of a single father mm-hmm. who wasn't asking to be a single father, but he ended up being a single father. Yeah. So it's really powerful and really, really awesome. And I admire her writing ability for that. Yeah, I com- completely agree. And I admire her taking the risk yes. on doing this and like giving yeah. this man a voice because mm-hmm. it's very rare. And it's one thing to be like, oh, you know, it's powerful and, and strong to give like make these female characters a badass. But I think we've gotten so deep into giving those female characters a voice mm-hmm. that some of the straight male characters kind of get pushed to the wayside agree i think we don't have and it's weird to say this it's It's very very weird weird. it's backwards it's very weird but this book made me realize we don't have enough straight male perspectives that are actually kind and they're generous and and they're and they're warm Mm -hmm. and they're not out to get nobody they're just they're out to get what's what's right yeah and josh was doing something right for logan he loves logan he's like this is my son through and through and we don't ever really see that connection. Mm-mm. And I think the the relationship between Josh and Logan was the most was the storyline or the the relationship that impacted the the story and the plot the most. Yeah. Because you don't get that often. No, you don't. And there was a lot of different parts of this book. You had Logan dealing with the loss of his mother, mm-hmm. which is not a spoiler because that happens in the very first chapter. 
you have him dealing with the fact that he doesn't have his mom anymore. And he has this man who's who's not his father, is not his biological father. So he's afraid that he's going to leave him too. And he doesn't know where his place is going to be. Mm-hmm. And so he he does some things. He acts out in ways that are not appropriate. Yeah. In Basketball Wives Land, if you ever have watched that show, you, your mother dies. You don't suddenly start acting like an asshole. Mm-hmm. That's... That's I subscribe to that. Yes. Um, but Logan seven. So like <laughs> he doesn't understand how to deal with things. Exactly. But I just kept getting so frustrated because Josh was talking to him as if he were older. He wasn't talking to him like a baby. He was being very real with him and it just wasn't sinking in for Logan. Logan kind of was one of the most annoying characters for me. Mm hmm. Well, luckily, they. I liked how they split Logan up. Yeah. Lisa and Ivan were like, listen, we going to keep Logan. Yeah. You go do your thing. Yeah. And I like that. I love how Logan went on the first adventure with, with Josh. Mm-hmm. And then Josh was like, well, listen, I can't do this with him. Yeah. And I, I think that's when the story picked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really did. It, I, was, I was interested in the first adventure that they had, mm-hmm. meeting Jen. Her name was Jen, correct? Yeah. But the second, well, once they... They put Logan with with Lisa and Ivan. This whole nother story came out. Mm-hmm. Josh had a love interest. And then there yeah. was another love interest. And then there was confusion and murder. And yeah, it was like two s- different books. Yeah, it really was. But then they fit together so well. So perfectly, yeah. Like, it, it's not a negative to say that they were two separate books because you have this, like, half and then you have almost an intermission like in a movie like yeah. in a long movie gone with the wind movie mm-hmm. where then you come back from it and you just you pick up at this part that makes the story a whole yeah and it makes it what it's supposed to be mm-hmm. but you can't have the entire story unless you have that first half and that second half exactly and I, and I think what made the story so complex mm-hmm. like that yeah is Hannah Mary's ability to think, okay, here's where I want the story. I want a story with a boy that his mother dies and he has to be raised by this man who isn't his father. Mm-hmm. But then they have secrets. Yeah. And then when she's writing, it's like, but I don't want that just to be, oh, it's the boy's not who the father isn't really who he said. You know, I don't want it was so, it was done so layered. Mm-hmm. And once you thought you figured it out, it was completely completely different. Yeah. And it wasn't just this normal, this boy's mother isn't real or this boy's father isn't real. None of, none of those complicated, mm-hmm. overdone stories that people kind of map through. Yeah. This was a very layered story where it said, I want this to happen. And then when that happens, I want this to happen. And then I want this to happen. You know, it was just so awesome. It was a very intentional story. Yes. And that's what I loved the most is that it had a purpose for everything that happened. Mm -hmm. And Hannah didn't just throw things in there just because she wanted that element. Do you feel like the, the ending came out of left field? I listened at a two speed. Because I just, I wanted to listen to the story so, so much Mm -hmm. and just like, I'm going to say just get it done, but not in the way that it's because, you know, a negative and I hated it. I wanted to get it done because I wanted to know what happened. Yeah. I needed to know what happened. And so sometimes for me, listening at a faster speed is because I cannot contain myself Mm -hmm. and I want to know what happens. 
yeah, I listened to it at a 1.75 mm-hmm. and it helped when I was reading through it because I was like, if I if I didn't hear Alex's pronunciation mm-hmm. for something, which was normal for his accent. And, you know, I'm really bad with accents. Mm-hmm. I had the book to follow, fall back on. Mm-hmm. But I do feel a little bit of the ending was kind of thrown out of left field. Right. I yeah. was not expecting that. But it was a good thing. Yeah. It was something that made sense. Mm-hmm. It was something that made me say, oh, my God, why didn't I even think about that? Mm-hmm. I feel like if we would have listened at like a normal pace, like mm-hmm. at a 1.0 or even like a 1.25, mm-hmm. then that ending would have been the complete last hour. Yeah. Instead of the last 30 minutes, mm-hmm. which really picked it up and made it feel like, whoa, what the heck is happening? Like, what? this is yeah. just sudden. Like, this is so sudden. Mm hmm. One of the things that I think is like my only my only critique is that the town felt so shaky. He came in there and he was there for a week. Mm. He got a job. He got a cabin like almost immediately. Like these people were so trusting. Yes. And I think that's like a fault of the town Mm -hmm. because they just like trust people. Yeah. But Josh was a good guy. And so you understood that they trusted him because you've been with him the entire time. But then from their point of view. They probably shouldn't be trusting this guy. Well, if two you, kids have been kidnapped seven years prior. Exactly. But if you think about it, in the end, it makes sense because now that you put that out in the in the universe right there, it makes sense to me because of Grace. Grace was in a predicament where she yeah. had to be trusted, number one, immediately. Mm-hmm. And number two, had to trust that this was not a situation that she wanted to be involved in, but she had to be. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of trust there went into that, which is interesting when you say that. Oh, it makes my mind blown. Yeah. It's hmm. just like, it's like this town, like they should not trust people. But it, it's just like, it's crazy that they they gave Josh a lot of trust immediately. And so it that was very like sketchy to me. I was like, okay, what is this town yes. involved in? Mm-hmm. So it, it's Ugh. just, it's a fascinating book and it's, Things that like you think would be negatives, but then you listen to the entire story and you're like, no, that's it couldn't have gone any other way. I agree. Like it just it just couldn't have. We couldn't have had a story where Josh moves to this town and stays there for four years and Mm -hmm. then continues our story. Like we just could not. These Mm -hmm. people needed to be trusting. And it made you dislike characters Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that maybe should have not been disliked. Mm-hmm. But then there's still part of you that's like, oh, the, but why did you do that? Yeah, exactly. Ugh, so good. It's such a good book. I'm totally going to shelf this book. This is a shelf. Like. If I've never seen one. Yeah. It's a shelf. I can't wait to listen to the neighbors. I am just, I'm having like things fly through my brain of what that could be about. I don't even know. And I don't even want to read the description. No, I don't want to read the description. That's the thing that I love is that we don't read the description and then we get this shock. Yes. I think it's a good shocking feeling i agree because sometimes descriptions can be great and sometimes they can be horrible and but i don't can, even want to take a chance on and it. they can also set you up for yeah. failure yeah i mean like mm. a lot of the descriptions that we've read for some books that we ended up not liking the description didn't match at all what Correct. the book was about mm-hmm. so i'd rather just find out what the description is when we're getting ready to discuss it i i like that mm-hmm. let's keep doing that let's do that so if you would like to stay up to date with us or Hannah Mary and all that she is releasing, feel free to follow us on our various social medias. We're on Twitter at AudioShelfMe, on Instagram at AudioShelf underscore podcast, and on Facebook at AudioShelf. We also have a Patreon, which you can 
sign up to donate a dollar. We will have exclusive content on our Patreon coming very soon that you will not be able to get by just a free listen of our podcast. So if you want to stay up to date with all of us here at Audio Shelf, sign up over there. And you can also follow Hannah Mary on Twitter at Hannah M. McKinnon and on Facebook and Instagram at Hannah Mary McKinnon. Yes. And if you would like two free books, and I hope to goodness that you get Hannah Mary McKinnon's Her Secret Son and The Neighbors. Mm -hmm. It's two free audiobooks. Mm. Go to our website at audioshelf.me and click on the Audible affiliate link Mm -hmm. to download a 30-day free trial. And you get those books for free. It's amazing. It's an amazing deal. You got to do it. It's free. And you help out Hannah Mary. Yeah. Because this book is skyrocketing in Canada. Yeah. And it needs to be skyrocketing in the U.S. Yes. U.S. people, let's represent. Okay. Yeah. We need to be better. Let's buy this book. Let's. Stop with the baseball and more with the book reading. Yes, please. So anyway, until next time. Bye. bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. I can't wait for Christmas. Really? Like the Jeopardy song always reminds me of Christmas. Really? I love Christmas. That is weird. Why? <laughs> Jeopardy reminds me of Christmas? Yeah. Reminds it me does. of school. Why? Because you have to learn and to know facts. You don't have to know them. We're not being judged for not knowing those things. But then those I, people are. Then I feel stupid when I answer the wrong question. Oh, there are many things in this world that can make a person feel stupid. <laughs> Jeopardy is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're supposed to be stupid when you watch Jeopardy. I guess that's true. Those people are supposed to show you how dumb you are. That's true. And I. it also makes me sad about Alex Trebek. I thought he was out of the woods. No. What? I thought How? he was cured. How? He had pancreatic, right? I don't know. I thought he had pancreatic cancer and he had four months to live. No, I thought that he turned it around. I thought that's like what all of the magazines said. Was that he was that's what he was given, but then he got better. Really? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Really? Because I thought that he couldn't retire. From his show because he had a contract and they wouldn't let him out even though he was passing. Okay. Okay. Even. I feel like that would be a massive scandal. I don't think. Would that not? I don't think he's out of the woods. I think he's out of the woods. And he's definitely not in. I don't know. This is going to go in the blurbs, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He had a minor heart attack. Mm? Experiencing complications from a fall. What? Where's the pancreatic? Suffering from a fall. Floated the idea of retirement. Alex Trebek? Alex Trebek. In October that year, he signed a new contract to continue to host through 2020, stating in January 2019 that although he was beginning to slow due to his age, the show's work schedule consisting for on March 6th announced that he had been diagnosed with stage 4 pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. And his prognosis was poor. But that he was he would aggressively fight the cancer in hopes of beating the odds and would continue hosting Jeopardy for as long. Said he was responding exceptionally well. 
to treatment and that some of the tumors had shrunk to half their previous observed size. Hmm. He credited the prayers and well wishes of his fans. Trebek hopes to beat the odds as only 3% of patients with stage 4 pancreatic cancer are still alive five years after being diagnosed. So he's got until 2022. What is a miracle? I don't know. All right. Well, All right. the thing stopped. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. 